Welcome to the Fergus Falls Business Spotlight Podcast, the show that takes a deep dive into local businesses and the individuals that run our community. To guide you along the way, here's your host, Jacob Bittner. Welcome back to another episode. I've got an exciting one this morning. This is a this is one I've wanted to get for a long time. Ever since I saw Zach come in and play at Outstate uh, the first time, I was like, dang, this guy is, he's a, well, first of all, he's a phenomenal musician, absolutely amazing musician, and just a really good guy, uh, really engaging with the with the crowd and just a fun fun personality to see up there. So I want to welcome in Zach Thomas this morning. How are you doing? Hey, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for, you made the trek over from Fargo this morning. Yeah. It's, it was, it's an easy drive. Easy drive. Easy drive. This, I, I I will say this is uh, it's here eight thirty in the morning. This is the earliest I've ever recorded one of these, <laughs> and so props to you. You're an early riser, huh? Hey, I uh, I'm up every morning at least like six a.m. So. <laughs> nice. Well, to wake up, we've got some Stumbino sponsor, sp- our coffee sponsor here. Uh, we're drinking the Jam Session. I like uh, it. the dra- Jam Session blend from Stumbinos, and it's wonderful. It's the best coffee in town. They are up in Fargo as well, Hotel okay. Donaldson, I think. Oh, they're they they're associated with them. Um, but you can find them all around Fergus. I got to give a shout out to Swan Lake Resort and Campground as well. Those guys are great supporters. Um, and then if you guys want to come along, if anyone, if you guys wanted to come along and support the show, uh, there is a listener support in the episode description. It would mean a lot. You certainly don't have to, but it would mean a lot if you guys wanted to do that. So anyways, let's get into it here this morning. Let's just, uh, I want to start by just getting your, a little bit about your background. Oh, so geez. you're from Wendell. Yeah. Did yeah. you grow up in Wendell or outside of Holly? Or? Yeah. So I, uh, I grew up in, in, uh, Wendell. I moved to Wendell in, uh, I believe so sixth grade. So it'd been 2006, 2005, 2006. Okay, where were you born? You said I, I was born in Fargo. And born in Fargo. Yeah, born okay. in Fargo, and then I uh, traveled around a lot. We were down in Sioux Falls for about two years, and then uh, I spent the most of my time though was uh, in like the St. Cloud area in Sartell, Minnesota. Okay, and then and then we moved up to up to Wendell. Okay, I might have to pull, pull that mic just in a little, just a little bit. You'll hey. be good there. Yeah, there we go. So, talking about growing up, were your parents musical? No, no. Okay, <laughs> no. so how did you get into talk like when's the this is a good one. What's your earliest memory when it comes to music and, and discovering that that was something you wanted to do? You know, so music for me, it's always been, it's always been a part of, a part of my life. Uh, I never thought that it was going to be eventually something that I did for a career uh, until I was off in college. And I realized that college was not, not a good opportunity for me <laughs> per se. But uh, no, when I was younger, I, uh, my earliest memories was, uh, I remember there's still pictures in the, in the photo albums of, of me banging on, you know, like the taking out the kitchen pots and pans and, you know, doing, being a drummer. And my parents got me a little, little drum set for Christmas and, uh, and it, it kind of just exploded from there and then getting involved in choir and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So you were a choir boy in high school? I was. Okay. I, I loved choir and hated choir all in the same time. When did you uh when did you start playing guitar? I started playing guitar. So when I 
after I graduated, I went to went to NDSU for about a year, and uh, I started learning how to play guitar about then. In college? Yeah. Not until you were in college? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yep. Okay. So what was the... Uh, you graduated from Wendell? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, West Central. West Central. West Central Area yeah. High School. Okay. Cool. What year did you graduate high school? I graduated 2012. 2012. So how old would that make you? I am 29. 29. 29. You got the whole world ahead yeah. of you, man. In the last you got year the whole of my world 20s. ahead of you. In the last year of my 20s. It's <laughs> good for you. Okay. Uh, so what was your plan then? You said, where'd you go to college and what were you yeah, going to go to so school for? I, uh, I went to NDSU for a year and I was, I was going to be, my goal was I was going to be a lawyer. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to be a lawyer or a lobbyist because I- a lobbyist. I love politics. Oh, okay. I love politics. All right. Well, we won't get into that on the microphone, but we'll, I'd be happy to talk about that a little bit, a little bit off the mic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Huge. Um, so you were going to be a lawyer or a lobbyist. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> how far into college did you make it? Well, that's, that's the, I made it about two weeks of consistently going to class. And, uh, and then I realized that, you know, so something that I, that happened with me is that a lot of people don't know is, uh, I've had a, I've had a, big battle with depression for a, for a long time. And, uh, it really kind of hit about that time when I moved away and I had some stuff going on. And, and so I, instead of going to class, I, I spent pretty much the whole year in my dorm room. Oh. And, uh, so the one thing that I had there in that dorm room was, was a guitar. And I'm oh. like, I'm going to start, I'm like, I'm going to pick this up and just yeah. strum it. So I did that, and, uh, and you were already a singer. And yeah, I was already a singer. Oh. So the, the guitars kind of just kind of started coming a little bit naturally to me. And, uh, it was like, it's kind of like an outlet, you know, to kind of get through that. Yeah. So you were, you dropped out of college then? Yeah, they insisted I didn't come back. <laughs> really? I had terrible grades. I had okay. terrible grades. Okay. As, as, as happens when you're dealing with, uh, with mental health struggles. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is, it's hard to get out of that cycle oh, in yeah. life. It's really, really hard to get out of that cycle. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I discovered your music in a very low point in my life as well. Uh, I was coming out of a breakup with a fiance and, and you've got like, I consider you, you're like, you're kind of like the underground male Taylor Swift. You got these like really, really like just like hammer home breakup Dang. songs. So I appreciate, I appreciate your music. And I think I listened to must be the whiskey quite a bit. Thank um, you. It, it, once I discovered that song. So uh, talk to me then a little bit about you kind of were, removed from college or yeah. insisted you didn't come back. So, so what was that? What was that period of life like? So that I actually owe as much as I'd like to hate on NDSU, I, I owe them a huge, huge thank you for making that decision for me because otherwise I think I would have continued to try to go down that path and I would have not been happy with it. But uh, yeah, so I, I got put on academic probation after my, after my first semester. And then I, was like, all right, well, I got got to try to get my grades up, and so I went to I went back for summer classes, and I did well at summer classes, and then I got a letter saying, no, you've been academically suspended, okay. and so I was sitting there, and I'm like, oh no, because you know you know how it is, kind of you know when you're growing up, it's you know hey college you have to go to college or you know it's whatever, and uh, and so I was sitting there, and I'm like, I have nowhere to go to school, I have uh, you know I only job I had worked at that point was I, I was, a, uh, I coached little league baseball. Okay. And I was so gonna I was, that. Okay. yeah, I was uh. really big into baseball, uh, growing up. But, and so I had that as, as, as like a fallback, but I'm like, well, that that's only in the summer and it only pays like $2,000 a summer. Right. And, uh, and so I was sitting there and I, I ended up moving back home and I moved in with, uh, 
with actually my roommate from college. He, he went home as well uh, to work on the farm. And so I moved in with him and I started just kind of picking up like odd jobs. I, uh, I did soil sampling. I worked at, at the target here in, in Fergus Falls for a little bit and, you know, kind of going through that process. Did you, did you live in Fergus Falls for a bit? I then? did not. I, I lived in Elbow Lake when okay. I moved back. But, okay. So, but you were working in Fergus for a little yep. bit at target. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Worked at, worked that at. That was the, like once you, so that was your, that was your job once you got that, out of high school was living, living in Elbow Lake, working in Fergus. Yep. Cool. Yep. Okay. So I yeah, came back here, uh, and then it's actually the the target was that I had auditioned. They did an online thing for a, a singing competition out of Fargo called Fargo Star. Okay. And so I auditioned for that before I actually got the job at Target. So were you, then you dove in, as soon as you picked up the guitar, it sounds like you just dove right yeah. into that. That yeah. was like a, hours and hours and hours of... Did you have someone teach you or was that a self-taught thing? I taught myself. Okay. Learn, and learn were you always a country guy? I, so I'm a little bit of everything. I, I love, you know, I like a, kind of more of the red dirt country kind of stuff, stuff that's coming out of Texas and Oklahoma, okay. like Zach Bryan kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Which you can definitely tell at my shows. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I just kind of started listening to this stuff and listen to the songs that I liked and I uh, just wanted to learn how to play them. So I listened to them, uh, learned kind of the guitar, the chord shapes and stuff like that. And, just played played along until it sounded about right. Cool. So talk pick up then you're working at Target in Fergus Falls. Yeah. Where does life go from there? Yeah. So it uh that was kind of the big where the big swing for music kind of started was Fargo Fargo Star. Was that Fargo Star okay. and uh because I got through to the finals on that and we had the date for the finals and I went in for my interview with Target and um and I told him I'm like, hey, I would love to work here. I have to have this day off though. I have a, a singing competition that I have to do. And it was like maybe like a month out, month and a half. I only worked at Target for a short period of time. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was sitting there and uh, I remember I was like, I'm going to put there like, just, yeah, we have it down. We'll, we'll mark it down and just make sure, you know, just to remind us, you know, a little bit out to to get that time off. Right. And, so and, and as, as, as corporate right. works, they right. didn't give you the time off. They, they did it. <laughs> they, they, they informed me. I was like, Hey, I put in for this too. And uh, also, I told you during my interview, this is like the one day that I can't work. And they're like, well, you're on the schedule. You're going to have to find somebody. And of course, nobody wants to work on like a Friday. Right. And so uh, I was like, no, I, I quit. I'm out. <laughs> I I'm quit. out. Yeah. I quit. So I had, oh, uh, good yeah, for you. had no job, did Fargo Star. And then uh, it's like I got second place on that. But so the reaction that I had from that kind of really showed me that. It was like, oh, maybe there's something. Oh, I'm good at this. Yeah. Oh, I'm good at this. Yeah. I was like, oh, yep. okay. Yeah. And then uh, that's when I noticed that American Idol was coming through town. Yeah. And okay. So what what year was that? That would have been 2014, I believe. So American Idol did auditions. They came through Fargo? They So they came or through Minneapolis. Minneapolis. And yep. you went down to Minneapolis and yep. did the whole in front there. of the judges thing, the whole. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy process. There's yeah. like, there's like three or four auditions before you even get to the judges. Okay. So talk about that process. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's a big, that's a huge yeah. part of your story. Yeah, no, it was uh so yeah, it started like in July of, I believe 2014. And uh, I went down and my cousin Miranda came with me and we drove down there and I, I had like a anxiety attack before I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. What am I doing? And, but, uh, got talked through that and went, went down and it was at Mariucci arena, okay. which ironically is, is the second time that I've sang there. The first time was in high school. Uh, the only time I had played with a band was in, in high school. And we did just like two shows for the FFA 
So you were a contest. singer in a band in high school? We we put together a make makeshift band of uh it was a guy named Daniel Roshbauer, Kent Chesbo, uh foreign exchange student, Henan Alessio okay. from uh yeah, from uh Brazil, and then uh and then myself and, and you we, were just singing at that time. Yeah, we we did like the two songs I think that we did for that, it was we did uh, Sugar We're Going Down by Fallout. Oh Boy. yeah. And we did uh and then we were told that that song was not appropriate for a high school talent contest. Oh. Because of some of the references, I guess. I'll have to think about that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then so we did uh Holiday by Green Day. And so the first time I had ever been to Mariucci Arena was was singing Holiday in front Kinda of like punk music. Yeah. Like just teen yeah. teeny bopper punk yep. punk and music. Forgetting the words right in the beginning was was terrible. <laughs> but uh it was a fun experience. And then the second time was, was for, was for American Idol. Yeah. So you had a, you said there's multiple stages throughout that day uh, or is it pre before that day? Yeah. So that on that day, so the, in July, when you're at Mariucci arena, that's the, the ones that you see on TV, like the big lines of all the people, the big cattle call auditions, what they call them. And uh, so I think there was like 5,000 people that auditioned that day wow. and they knocked that down to like a couple hundred. Wow. Yeah. And then you come back in September. And then that's when they have they have an executive producer round. They have like another little round, and then they have the round for the judges. Because there, I mean, it must have taken. It takes something special because when you're talking that many people, reducing it. Oh, you got a sticky I coaster. Got the coaster. <laughs> uh, when uh, when you take that many people, I mean, you're two hundred of yeah five of a couple thousand. Um, that must have felt that must have been like even more encouraging. Like, oh, okay, maybe yeah, this is it was. Something. Yeah, so they was, usually bring the people that are really good and then some people that are not so good for, for the TV. And they, you knew that, well, I'm not one of those people that's not good. So right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh the audition part is actually kind of crazy for that. Those cattle calls. Cause it's, they line you up or you're sitting waiting in an area and they take you by row that you're where you randomly sat in the, in the, yep. you know, in the, in, in the arena and uh, they pull you up there and then they bring you into like groups of four and one person steps up, sings back up and you get like, 30 second, 30 really? seconds. To what win. did you, what did you play? I did. And you brought your guitar and played so this, this part you can't, it's all acapella. All acapella. All acapella. Okay. Dang. And, uh, and so I did, what song did I do first? I did the baby by, I believe Yeah, the baby by, um, oops, who is that? Uh, Blake Shelton. Okay. I did that. That's my mom's favorite song. And I was like, okay. wow, I, I don't know it. if I know that one, but it's a, it's, it's a deep cut for okay. sure. It's an old deep cut Blake Shelton song, but I did that. And the judges were like, well, I don't, I don't know. And it's just, these are just like, kind of like the low level producers that you end up kind of, you know, doing the interviews with later on. But, and they're like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. And so they called over a guy and at the time I didn't know who he was, but, and, and he goes, what's going on? Like, we don't, we're on the fence. And he just turns, he goes, Sing something else, and so I did uh, a little bit of uh, "Believe" by Brooks and Dunn. Okay, and for that one, and I sang a, sang like the bridge and the chorus, and he goes, "Yeah, no, put him through." Yeah. And I found out that that was the executive producer for the show at that oh, point. Dang, like okay, one of the lead guys. Dang, yeah, and huh. I was like, "Okay, sweet." That when I got that, that okay, I was like, "Perfect." So that was uh, July, and then you came back in August, uh, in September or September. Yep. So, and that's just with a few hundred people. That, yeah, that one they cut a down. lot more of a production. Yeah. You're like kind of on, actually, you're like kind of, they got the cameras out and everything, that yep. whole thing. So, that day, talk about that day a little bit. Yeah. So, that, uh, they split it up into, into two days for that part. And they, the first one is you go in there and you, 
I mean, they, they have cameras going around, they're doing interviews and that's where you start seeing like the more like individual interviews that they have like before the auditions and stuff like that. And, um, when you're on there, you have the part that I didn't know was that you have to wear the same clothes if you get through to the next day. So the second day, so I'm wearing a, and you can actually, if you go on YouTube, I think you can still find it, find the audition, but I'm wearing like a wounded warriors, hoodie, <laughs> jeans and construction boots. <laughs> I look terrible. Oh, I was okay. not camera ready, but, uh, they put us, yeah. So the, the first little audition that you do is, is for the exec is supposed to be for like executive producers. And I walked in there, I did that one. And then there's supposed to be another round in between that, but they let me skip that one and go straight to the judges. Okay. Which was, I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Like, All right. So you were on a fast track. I was sure. a little bit of a fast track good, there. Good yeah. For you. Um, so then you, what did you play in front of the, in front of the judges? Yeah, so I did three songs. And you got to bring your guitar this that, time That around. part you do, yeah. Okay. Because that's like your, that's your strong, I mean, it the, was. you must feel naked singing a cappella. Although you were a choir guy, so that yeah. was, you're probably used to that. But when I see you, it's like, you're, you, that is uh, so much a part of who you are oh, yeah. up there. So Yeah, and at that, but at that time, I, I did not, I was, I had never played guitar in front of people and played. So at this point, it's just me learning and playing you never? Know, by myself. Yeah. I had never played guitar in front of people. And so I, not at the Far Fargo Star, Fargo was Star they had a back band, backing band. Huh. And so I, cause they had a post-traumatic funk syndrome huh. was the backing band. So I wow. never played guitar. I just, it was me up there. With just, just at home. You, so that, just you played at home. for like friends. You played in front I, of friends. Yeah. I mean, friends a little bit. Yeah. But it was, it's mostly just. Kind of like me in my bedroom, kind of playing. So the first know. time you play guitar in front so, of someone was the judges on American I, Idol. <laughs> it, it was, but it wasn't at that point. I did that uh, eventually when I got past the past the judges around and onto Hollywood Week. But uh, yeah, oh, the so first, you didn't play guitar. That I did. Day. I didn't. Okay. I was going to, and I, I'm like, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it a cappella. Okay. And then I'm gonna do, because I ended up doing three songs. So I did two of them a cappella. It went. I did, "Don't Close Your Eyes" by Keith Whitley. I did that a cappella. And I thought I slayed that one. Huh. And they're like, but oh uh, yeah, let's let's get another song. And then they didn't air this this song, which I wish they would have, because I thought this one was actually probably the best one. Is I did with uh piano with the piano accompaniment, I did um uh, To Make You Feel My Love by Bob Dylan. Okay. And that one I went, Yeah, this is I'm like, okay, I feel good. And then they're like, one more song. So you're like, okay. <laughs> and at this point, I'm like, I've, I blacked out the audition, the whole thing. But, and, uh, did you, you went in there with a, with a plan? Like, I have this list yeah. of things. I have I, this queue of songs that if I have to keep going, this is what I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah. I had two, I had two solid songs that I was like, these are what I want to do, which was with the Keith Whitley song and the Bob Dylan. And then the third one, I was, we're going to wing it. We're winging it. We're doing, and we did Drink a Beer by Luke Bryan. Okay. And that one, as I'm singing that one, uh, Harry, because I had already gotten a yes from from Keith Urban and Jennifer Lopez, but the Harry Connick Jr. was the one who's kind of on the fence, which I was going through anyways at that point. But he wanted to hear another song, and he started pulling up the golden ticket as I'm singing that. And that's, good for you, dude. It's, yeah, it's pretty intense. good feeling, huh? Yeah, pretty intense. So uh, you have? Do you have like family with you? Do you have a? Did you have a girlfriend at this time I or did, anything? I did not have a girlfriend at the time. Probably, probably you wouldn't have ever made it. That you probably <laughs> never would have been uh, able to do it if you had a girlfriend. Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, the right one maybe. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've, I definitely could do it now. With the girlfriend I have right now, Payton, Payton's a rock star. Awesome. But uh, 
Yeah, no, it, I was single at that time, but I had a lot of family with my grandma came. Uh, I had my aunt, I believe yeah, my aunt Donna was there and then her kids were there as well. And so from that, then when did the show actually start after that? You got your, yeah. you got your ticket and then when did the, how long of a waiting yeah. period or process was that? So they did the, the auditions for the judges were in September and then they flew me. So I actually got invited to play with Keith Urban during that. And then I played with him before you yeah, even went. So we, he, Keith, was, Keith is like, I like this guy. I'm it was, playing. Well, wow. <laughs> it was, it was huh. a little different than that, but it, it was kind of funny how it worked out. I, I walked in and he, he was playing a private show for like the Sanford employees. And uh, I think a premier bank card or something like that out of down in Sioux Falls. My aunt's a nurse for Sanford. Okay. And so I was like, Hey, I'm trying to get a ticket to you to go watch you. And Harry Connick Jr. is like, oh, he's trying to get a ticket to watch you. And we we're talking about how I was, I really wanted to go watch Garth Brooks because Garth Brooks was coming to Minneapolis at that time. And um, he sits there and, and he goes, hey, if you, you come out to the show. And this was kind of after the audition. He goes, if you come out to the show, we'll, we'll get you up and we'll have you, we'll have you play. Whoa. And so I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I blacked that out and I get, yeah, I get, I get out and uh, I did like a somersault celebration thing going into the main room, the holding room. And my dad, off camera, he asked me, he goes, how was it? I said, I, th I think Keith Urban invited me to play with him. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I don't remember. And I, I'm, I'm thinking, did I imagine this? I don't want to, you know, like overstep and be like, did did he did he really invite me to go play? When are we doing this? So I had no idea. Like, There's a little stretch there. And then I got, I got a call in, I think it was like early October, like early October, mid-October. And I got a call and it was is from the producer from Idol and saying, hey, you're going to get a phone call from uh, Keith's tour manager. They're going to reach out to you and, and set Dang. all that up. So I get a call from him and we figure out what we're going to do. And and I ended up is end of October and I uh, I went and did, I remember going to the Dirk Bentley show up in Fargo the night before and then drove down to Sioux Falls with my dad, played with Keith Urban next morning. You played with him or? Played, oh, played, played, played with him. Played with him. Played with Dang. him. Yep. What did you guys, what, what? we, so we were originally going to do one of his songs called uh, till summer comes around. Yep. But I was like, I mean, I, I, when I, at that point I was still kind of, I was very green still like guitar. I did not improve very much in that time period from when I first started, when I picked it up in 2012, 2013. And to that point I was still, what, so what year was that again? Sorry. That would have been 2014 as well. So you, you, so, you play guitar for two years and now you're playing, years. now you're on yeah. stage with Keith. Herman. And, uh, <laughs> and so I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know what to do. This guy's shredding on a guitar solo, you oh, know, I mean, you amazing. know how he is. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> And, and so he goes, he's calls me up later on during soundcheck. And he says, Zach, do you, you want to do like a different song? And me, I'm like, sure. Heck yeah. And, uh, so he asks, do you want to do, uh, something like that by, by Tim McGraw? And I didn't know the words of that one at that point. And I was like, uh, no, do you want the crowd to go crazy? And he's like, well, yeah. I said, let's do friends in low places. Oh. And so he's like, yeah, band works it real quick. And they're like, yeah, we know, we, we got that. And cool. walk off. And as I'm walking off, going back, because they gave me my own little dressing room. I felt like a rock star. <laughs> and as I'm walking in there, I realize I know the first verse of Friends in Low Places and the chorus. I don't know the second verse of Friends in Low Places. Oh, gosh. And I have to sing this song in about three hours. And you picked it. Yeah, and I picked it. <laughs> you recommended it. I have to sing this song in about like three hours in front of like 13,000 people. Wow. 
And so I'm sitting there trying to learn it. And if you watch the video, that's on YouTube as well. You'll see, I still to this day don't watch it because I messed up and jumped on. So was that part the of the American Idol production then? Yeah. So okay. they, they took some of that and that, that all made it on not the everybody, show. Not everybody gets to do that. No, Who goes no, to that the was, Hollywood round. That no. was a special thing. It was. Yeah, it was. It was, that doesn't, doesn't happen very often. Yeah. But it, yeah, they, they took some of the footage from that show and they put that on, uh, eventually on. So that it, it ended up airing in, in January and they put that on for my audition. I ended up having like a whole segment on there, okay. but yeah. And then after that show, I, the next morning I, out of Sioux Falls, hopped on an airplane and flew out to LA for, for Hollywood week. Okay. That, so, and then that's when that started. Yep. And then Hollywood week is, uh, is did, that's a pretty brutal, uh, yeah. elimination week. Cause they take what, how many people started that week and how many people end that? So I think that there's about 200, I want to say, couple hundred. around 200 that end up making it. And uh, yeah. And so when I got out there, normally they do the groups of four or lines where you like a line of 10 people or whatever it is. And then you walk up saying, kind of like your first audition, yeah. walk up saying, walk up saying, but um, they had a little twist for, for that season. And they, there was, I think 36 people that, didn't have to do that that day. They were the 36 most memorable auditions from, from the audition process. And I was one of those 36. Okay. So I didn't have to do that. I got, I skipped mm -hmm. that. So my, my first time in Hollywood, actually I got, uh, I got cut during group round. We ended up doing a, a Carrie Underwood song and, and I got cut for that part, but. Okay. So you didn't, you got like a free pass. I got a free pass and then okay. they gave me the boot. And then they gave you the boot. And then they gave me the boot. So you didn't make it out. Of, you you didn't make that, it out of Hollywood. Week. Nope. 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 Dang. Yeah. Was that a judge elimination or was that a people peers voting? That, How does that work? That that would have been judges. Judges. Dang. Producers too. I'm producers. long out of the contract, so I get to spill all the beans. Yeah. About yeah. yeah. So were you were you playing guitar for that Hollywood week? Or did you have your guitar with I you? Had my, yep. I had my guitar. I was ready to do. Uh, I was going to do. What song was I going to do for that line of or that? Like they had the line of ten. I think I was going to do making me look good again. By so Drake you went White. from a top 36, most memorable performer like, peace oh, out, playing buddy. with Keith Urban to, they don't want yeah. you anymore. I'm like peace out, brother. How did that but, feel? Talk about you know, that. I, uh, it was, it kind of sucked at, a little bit at first. I you know, kind of had the feeling like, well, some people, when you see it a lot on those shows where, and I did, when I did it the second, when I did idol the second time, I, looking at it, I had a different perspective of it. But at that point it was, you kind of feel like, well, does this mean that it's not going to happen? Does this mean that, does this mean that you know, music's done or, and the, I, me having no experience in the music business, you know, up to that point, I just thought, you know, is this the one thing that I can do or is it, what do I do from here now? Am I back yeah. at, back at square one? And it was when, when my audition aired, that was when I kind of knew, all right, no, there's there's gonna be a little bit of momentum. Someone's with calling this. me. Someone's calling. Yeah, me. there's a little momentum yep. with this, and so I ended up joining up with with a local band out of Fargo and played with them for a while, and that opened up some doors. And so I I ended up starting, and it kind of just threw me into playing music full time. Okay, right off the bat. Right. right off so the bat. right out of that, you just you started diving into that. Yeah. Um, were you writing music at that time? At, at that time, I hadn't. I I wrote my first song a little bit after. Right, a little bit after the idol. What song was that? That is, it's called "More Than I Drink." Okay, it's to this day my one of my favorite lines is that oh. opening line. I don't think I've heard that one. I, I do you play it usually? I, I play in it. Shows? Uh, I started playing it more and more now, but yeah, the opening line of that song is today still one of my top. Three well, you'll I've have to get that one in. You're gonna be. Uh, 
at Outstate on Sunday, May 28th. Yep. This episode will go out to the people of Fergus Falls uh, a couple days prior. Sweet. So you'll have to you have to squeeze you have to squeeze that one in. Um, but so then talk about that band a little bit and then transition into how so what first of all what did the, what was that like getting gigs lining up gigs were you guys uh poor musicians at that point were you playing pretty big shows yes yeah, so um when i joined up i joined up with silverado and it went we were playing they they worked with uh the bitzer agency out of, out of fargo and so that kind of helped keep steady gigs coming in so it that. wasn't like uh it was a you guys worked with an agency it was yeah. you, you weren't a small a small little like solo just traveling around. It was a, no, it was, it was booking for you. It was a cover band. Yeah. We okay. played, it was a cover, cover band. And, um, and they, they'd been around for a while. Like I think I made the comment to, to the steel guitar player that it's like, when did you guys get started? He told me, I said, I was like four when you guys got started. So they've been playing around for a long time. So they kind of had that established fan base, which was nice. Okay. And uh, jumping in with them, it just kind of gave that, you know, that, that, that ground level floor, you know, that I, that I was going to be okay. I was going to be able to, I could live off of that, you okay. know, kind of a thing. And yep. then played with them for a while and kind of learned how to be a front man a little bit. And from there, all the while you're getting a little bit better at guitar. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's <laughs> where I really started kind of yeah. owning in on that. And, uh, we bought my first electric guitar. It was, it was fun. And, and then uh, I, more coffee, more coffee. I taught me off. Sure. It's good coffee, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, Stumbinos is where it's at. Stumbinos. For sure. so, so, how long did you play with those guys? I was with them because I did that right after Idol, and then I want to say I played with them probably for about two years. My timeline is so fried after COVID. But and then, uh, did you? You never circled back to American Idol or anything like that, did I, you? I did. Oh, I you did, did it because I thought, yeah. Okay, my assistant did say you were on it. You did two two stints. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I did. I uh, I jumped back on it. I was just getting ready to leave to move out to California. This would have been 20, 2018, I believe. And uh, I was just getting ready to move out there. I had my last show planned, and I was going to play that show, hop in the car, and drive out. And then they announced that they had American Idols coming through Fargo the bus tour. You're like, oh, okay. It's like, well, <laughs> I guess I got to stay. Huh. And so we stayed S for that. Same process. So uh, this one was a little, same process, but a less little people. bit less people. Yeah. yeah. And I got there and waited in line and waited for my turn and got up there and I walk up and I knew it was going to be a good, it's going to, it was going to be a good process, good experience and a little bit different than the last experience when I walk up and the producer goes, Hey Zach, Oh yeah. Right. Perfect. She goes, just sing whatever you want to sing. <laughs> kind of <a> thing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So she goes, yeah, yeah, you're through. <laughs> yeah. And from there I got, I was out. So I did that, pack, uh, had everything packed up already and hopped in the car, drove and I was on my way out to, you're going to get a phone call telling you where, you know, what, what city and stuff like that to, you're going to do your audition in. And the next process of it or the next part of it. Cause they didn't oh, do them in Oh, this Fargo. was just like pre, like a pre-screening yeah. in Fargo. Yep. And then they're going to send you somewhere else. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And so I'm, I think I was in like North Platte, Nebraska. By the way, we didn't, we didn't miss anything in between the Sil Silverado or that. No, I, I started doing uh, I, I transitioned into doing, I did a duo show a little bit with, uh, with Terry Mackner, who was the other singer from Silverado. We did a duo show for maybe like a year and a half. 
Okay. And then and then I split off and did and went solo from there. Okay. And so I've been doing kind of what I'm doing now. Gotcha. But, gotcha. Yeah. So where was you said uh where was that audition then? So the uh the uh, did the the thing in Fargo and then I got I was in North Platte, Nebraska when I got the phone call and there's they said, Do you wanna we're gonna have you come out to LA? I'm like, Oh perfect. I'm literally on my way there. I'm moving there. And, and, like, and what was you were gonna move there to chase music? Uh so I was in a relationship at the time and uh, uh yeah, Sounds and, about right. Stay, stay away from those LA girls, man. <laughs> LA girls are nothing but trouble, dude. Uh, it was, yeah, it, but yeah, so she, I went out there. She, she had gotten a job out there. And so I went out there for that, but it, not for me. I thought great experience, great time for me to, cause I'd always had the comfort of, you know, having playing here at home. So it's, I had that, you know, that, that stability here. And I thought, well, this is a perfect opportunity for me to, you know, kind of, tear it all down, down, you know, and start up again and see, you're see not if, growing I can do if it. you're not uncomfortable. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. You know, see if I, if, if I can do it in an area where nobody knows who I am kind of a thing. And yeah, as, as we're driving out there, got the phone call and they ended up calling me when we got to LA and said, just kidding. Do you want to go to the other side of the country and go to Savannah, Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> I just, at this point, I, had a little bit more uh, business acumen, as they call it, or whatever they say, and I went, "I'll I'll go, but you're paying for it." Yeah, and they said, "Yeah, no, of course." So they flew me out to to Savannah, Georgia, to audition just for the judges. I didn't have to do any other things. Cool. And uh, flew me out there, put me up in a hotel, and at that point, I was like, well, "There's no way I'm not getting through now for this right, part." Right. And it got got through. Katy Perry to this day is the only no I have ever gotten on American. Really. Home. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares about yeah. that? <laughs> Who cares Katie about her? <laughs> she didn't like you, huh? What did uh, you sing? What did you sing for the for that audition? For that one, I did "Drink a Beer Again" okay. because that's what they wanted wanted me to play. And then I did, ironically, I did a Keith Urban song. Okay, I cool. did. What's that song called? Tonight I Want to Cry. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah, that's a good song. And that one, that was the one that sealed the deal. Yeah. So, and then back to Hollywood Week. Yep. Through that whole process again. Yep. And then that time I. So the part that I really enjoyed about Idol was they they pair you up with somebody and you have a roommate during Hollywood Week, and so my roommate that for for this for this time was uh, Caleb Lee Hutchinson, who ended up getting second place on the show that year. Oh, just kind of cool. So it was nice to, and he's super cool guy, super cool guy, and uh, just super down to earth. And he was I don't even think he was eighteen yet at that <laughs> point, or he was super young. But it was it was cool to no, he was definitely eighteen. He had to have been, huh. but. Yeah, so having that, and then I ended up making it all the way through to the very. I did the uh, that time I had to do the line of the line of ten. I did the uh, group round, got through that, and then I did solo round. And solo round, I did uh, a Carrie Underwood song, which ironically I've gotten knocked off American Idol two times, and both times have been with Carrie Underwood song. Oh man! <laughs> and I, I thought it was, I thought it went well, but. Apparently, you know, it's and at the end of the end of the day, it's a, it's a TV show. Yep. But and so I got the cut there and they separate you into like three different holding rooms and they two rooms go through and one room they cut and they cut my room. And oh. at that point is it's kind of a full circle moment because it's the last time when when I got cut, I was like, oh, no, I guess that's all it is. All she wrote for music. And then this time I'm watching all these other people crying in the room going, oh, no, what am I going to do? My life's over. And uh they're like the judges are walking around in the room, you know, comforting people, giving them hugs and stuff. And, and Luke Bryan comes over to me and gives me a, gives me a hug. He goes, Hey man, it'll be all right. And I said, Hey man, 
this just means I don't have to cancel my gig on Friday. Right. <laughs> so, and it pays a lot more than American Idol does currently. <laughs> Good. Good for you, man. <laughs> it was yep. it was hilarious. But no, it, so that was, I think, like top, I want to say probably like top 70-ish at that point. Okay. That okay. Cool. Yeah, then, and then that opened up. So you had your solo, you had your solo gig. So, and yeah. you were not writing music, just a little that, bit? At that point, I started, that's where I really kind of started writing was the second time on. Okay. Yeah. yeah started really writing music then. And then uh, you were, where were you touring around? You said you out, out in LA? Yeah. So at that point, by the time I, uh, when I got back from that, I was really kind of starting to get gigs out in LA. And so just to kind of, you, the, we're, by the way, we're not following my sheet because we're not really Fergus <laughs> business, but as far as business structure goes, yeah. were you just like Zach Thomas, sole proprietor at that point? Yep. Is that kind of where you, your business structure is today? Everything's just... Yep. You're a sole proprietor. Everything just runs through your your personal taxes and all that. You don't have like a team of people or anything. I, I don't have a team. It's all it's all me right now. I uh I do have an LLC. Okay. Um, I got oh, that. Okay. Going, L- going Zach Thomas me. LLC. Zach, uh, <laughs> Zach Johnson music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I had to go with my last name because it was I had start had it when I first got started. And okay. Was, and then I made the switch. Halfway through to, okay. to my, so you were California. playing around uh, California. Yeah, yep. Played around California. I to this day, it's probably it's one of my favorite places to play. It's just the 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 uh, the people that they have out there. They're so supportive of music, and they. I mean, I, I made a trip out there. It's been what tw- almost four years now. I think four or five years since I've been out there, or since I lived out there. And there's people still to this day asking me on Facebook to come back out come there back, and play. Come back, come back, yep. come back. Yep, and so I'm making a, making, I have some plans in the works for that. So what opportunities then came after that? Did you, did, was it, was it the breakup? Did you break up with the girl and that's why you left California or what uh, happened? So I moved back and then the breakup happened a little bit after that, but there's, it was kind of, the writing was on the wall to okay. say at that point, but yeah. yeah. Right on. And then you moved back to Wendell or Fargo? I moved back to, so I moved to Grand Forks actually. Okay. And I was in Grand Forks and then, and then I ended up moving back to Fargo. Okay. And then tour in the Midwest doing, doing that. Did you ever go down and do the Nashville thing? Um, at that point I hadn't, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't a huge Nashville guy, but I, that kind of changed. I've been I've been going down to Nashville a little bit, not as frequently as I should be, but I've been been going down a little bit more. All right. So you hadn't really done the Nashville thing at that point. You moved back here. You're very now. It seems like I was looking at your tour dates this summer. You're all Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Did you said you did spend a little bit of time down there? Yeah. So I uh I actually have a car down there right now that I probably should go move. Um. But yeah, I I've try to get down there. Uh, it, I was, my original goal was to try to get down there about a week a month, but it's since, you know how it's, you get so busy playing and then it's, so I've been kind of going down there a little bit less, but I'm going to try to get down there a little bit more. And traveling is expensive. It is. Um, it's, if you can just, if you can work close to home, it's kind of nice. You don't, you have no problems getting booked around here. No, that's true. That's true. I, I do have some stuff in the works though. Um, that I'm going to try, I'm going to start trying to kind of branch out a little bit more and have you, get out on the road. Have you played with other musicians along the way, toured with, like open for anyone else besides that one event you had with Keith Urban? Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I played ND Country Fest, which I got to play 
was on the same bill as Travis Tritt, Charlie Daniels. I think Jake Owen was there, Kentucky Headhunters. Um, I got this summer, I've played with Jared Neiman. Um, I've played open for, who else have I opened for? Uh, Tanner Ustry. There's been a bunch of them. Then this summer I'm playing, I'm opening with, uh, I'm doing a little run with a group named Sutherland. Uh, they're, out, they're a Nashville, Nashville group. Okay. And um, Colby Cooper, Chancey Williams. And then I also am playing a music festival in July, which will be, I think Russell Dickerson's playing that. Jared Demon's also playing that one. And they have a rock day, puddle of mud and, uh, and um, bowling for soup is also playing the festival. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So talk to me about your first hit was better off. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. So talk to me about like when the, when the singer songwriter really started taking off. Yeah. Um, when I moved back to Fargo, that's when I really started. Or maybe I, now, maybe it's currently, it, maybe it's currently taken off. It's, it, it, yeah, it definitely has. Uh, <laughs> it's cause I, yeah, I'd been primarily cover music up until the point where I released better off, which would have been January 21. Okay. And so I really, I had been writing and dabbled in writing, but I'd never really. So just to recap in. first stint on American Idol 2014. Yep. And then second, second run was 2018, 2018. And then a few years of solo touring around California, coming back to the Midwest. And then yep. 2021 where we got songs that are climbing the charts. Yep. 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 The, the, uh, the, you know, the, you hear people say it all the time now is the, the pandemic really kind of gave me nothing to do, but write and think about where my life was. Were you doing, they shut down gig, gig economy yeah. at that point. Yep. Were you going online, doing YouTube stuff, pushing I, music out on YouTube? I, uh, I did a lot of live shows on Facebook, uh, just to try to get tips to kind of, you know, keep scra scrapping by. Cause it took them a while. I, what people, a lot of people don't know is as a gig employee that you, you're, normally not eligible for any, any help. So like any right. unemployment or anything like that, they ended up changing that, which helped a lot, but yeah, no you. So when they shut stuff down for like the two, three months or whatever it was, you, you had nothing. So did you write better off during the pandemic then? I wrote, I actually wrote it just after the pandemic. Uh, I ended up writing that. I had the idea. I kind of worked through it and then, uh, went into the writing room with, um, Brian Lowry, right when I moved back to, to Fargo and we got together and we kind of wrapped that one up and finished it. Cool. Cool. But. So where I guess you, since then you've been, what have you been doing? Where have you spent most of your time just around the Midwest here since yeah. then? Yeah. Yep. I play primarily Minnesota, North Dakota. Um, I was going to say South Dakota, but I don't think I've played in South Dakota for a while. And now how many, how many are you working on a full, do you have a full album out? I don't, or, but I have, so that's where I'm at right now. It's going to be a banger by the way. It's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be fun. I got, I have uh actually, I don't know. I have a whiteboard at home that is just kind of like what my plan is. And I'm debating between trying to do a, uh, another EP or do a, do a full album. Okay. And it's, I don't know. I go back and forth. Yeah. But, so you, how many, about how many songs do you have? I have a bunch of songs, uh, but I have the ones that I'm definitely ready to, ready to cut and, and release is probably about, I have eight solid ones that I really, 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 really are like, but I'm trying to work on another one or two. So you are a solo artist. Do you play with a band when you tour or is that like just studio recording? That's, that's just studio recording. That's uh, I, I work with a guy named John Shaw out of Nashville. Um, and 
he's he's got so many connections down there. He plays uh he currently plays guitar for Sarah Evans. And so he's he's got a bunch of connections and we I go through him for, for producing it. He does a great job. But yeah, no, I I haven't played with a band uh as a solo act yet, but I this summer for that music festival, that'll be my first full band gig. Where's that at again? It's up in Botano, North Dakota. Okay. The Lando Live. So festival. you go down to Nashville to record then? Yeah. You're, okay. So that's yep. what, you you go to the studio his studio down there and he'll bring in supporting yep. musicians and all of that. Yep. So talk to me a little bit more about these songs and your inspiration behind them. You mentioned you, yeah. obviously they're very um, rooted in people going through stuff. They're yeah. very, they connect with, they connect with people who are going through periods of their life um, yeah. that are, that are giving them crap. So you must've been going through some stuff uh, 2021, 2020, the last couple of years here. Yeah. I definitely banked on uh so the, the past couple of years here have actually been the good, the good stuff. But Eva, before I moved back down to Fargo, that was, yeah, you, you, you know, when you have relationships dying and stuff like that, and it's you kind of, you know, especially long-term ones, you kind of feel your, that's a big part of you, almost yourself, what you see your, uh, your self image, I should say. Yeah. And, um, and when that kind of changes, you know, you, yeah, most people, you, you have a couple of options. And the way I like to make, I like to joke about it as a musician, I say when, you know, if you have a breakup or you have something bad happen, you can either go to the bar and drink, you know, kind of drink over it or, uh, or you can write music and try to profit yeah, off I of it. I think the quote from Bob Marley is inspiration is hard to come by. You have to take it where you can get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. uh, sometimes the worst situations in life can inspire you to do mm-hmm. the, gr- can pull out the greatest part of yourself. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so better off was the first one. And then what was then what were the, you said eight, let's talk about those eight that you feel really okay. comfortable with real yeah, quick so and kind of how those came to be. The, the eight for the new, new, new stuff is, uh, actually is nothing that I've released before yet. So this, these would be all brand new songs, Ooh. but, um, they're a little bit there's cause what do you have on Spotify right now? I have, uh, yeah. So I have my better off EP, which has better off, uh, wild side to hell with the beer trying and ghosts. And must be the whiskeys on there. Uh, that, that's not it's on the EP, but that that I released that as a single. Okay. That was, a, and then you just yeah. released one. Uh, Devil don't want to back down. Yep, Devil don't want to back down. And then I also released. Um, what's the other one? Wow, I'm spacing my music. Uh, Drink you back home. Okay, okay. So, and you guys, if you haven't seen Zach Thomas, you come watch. Come watch this guy play at Outstate. He brings he brings a such a fun energy to the room. Um, the, the combinations of the covers that you do and your original music is I can say one of the most entertaining uh, musicians I've, I've seen on the, they come, they get a lot of good musicians come throughout state, but uh, you're definitely one of the most entertaining ones. People, people show up to, to see Zach Thomas. So <laughs> um, let's get into just a little bit of a future outlook that yeah. we kind of talked about a little bit more, but you're in the process of organizing, writing these albums. Do you have a, producer do you have like are you signed are you signed with a certain like person that you mentioned the guy from nashville yeah so i'm not i'm not signed i'm completely independent still um but no i work with work with i've worked with john for the last for all the music that i currently have out and i'm probably going to be working with john moving forward here too because he's he's just does a great job and really brings to life what you know what you have in mind so do you you kind of, you're just chasing your thing, grinding gigs, writing good music and trusting that the pieces are going to fall into place as they always have. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So like moving forward here, it's, 
you know, kind of really getting involved more with, uh, I want to get on the road more. So my, my local shows might be a little bit, get to be a little bit, uh, smaller for like, you know, spaced, or I should say more time spaced in between, but, um, I'm going to try to do more tours where I'm actually getting out on the road, going out like I'm, so right now I'm working on something, uh, spoiler alert, uh, working on something for end of October. I'm going to try to head back out to California Okay, and, uh, do a little two, two week run out there. And then I'm also going to try to maybe, and I want to go see, see parts of the country that I haven't been able to get to and try to grow, a fa- grow start growing my fan base a little bit more that way too. Absolutely. And then, uh, kind of plant those roots for, for full band shows. Do as well. you, uh, what's your social media presence? Do you, do you grind out on YouTube shorts or TikTok or any of that stuff? Cause that's an opportunity. Yeah. I'm uh, starting to, starting I'm, to. I've been terrible at it. Yeah. I'm, I hate that stuff. I do too. I hate that stuff. I it's do too. Like, I ugh. miss the old days, man, where yeah. you just you just play shows and I, I feel like I grew up in the in the wrong generation. Yeah. I like <laughs> I like where you just you know, you just play and you grow that fan base organically through yeah. that. Yep. But today that's unfortunately it's a necessarily necessary evil yep. is social media. So I'm you're gonna start seeing me post a lot, a lot more on that. And that that might be somewhere where I maybe expand uh expand the team a little bit and have somebody kind of that knows so what they're doing. Would would you ever see in your near future like an opportunity to bring on a, an agent to help you yeah. coordinate some stuff? Maybe like get some opening acts for mm-hmm. some some bigger musicians to kind of get you propelled through your career. Yeah. Yep. I uh, I would at this point I've kind of been joking about it for a little while now, but yeah, it's I'm getting to the point where I think it would be beneficial to kind of work with somebody like that that can kind of get me opportunities that I can't necessarily get myself mm-hmm. and. Um, I'm trying to find some, find, find, find the right find fit, the, find the right fit, find the right yep. fit. That's fair. Well, I feel like I should ask you more about what's going on, but if there's anything you want to add to your current operation, I, there is some tour dates. Um, I've got here, it looks like May 27th. I think you guys, this episode is going to come out the day, May 26th. But May 27th, you'll be at Beach Bums. Yep. Um, and then that's Saturday. And then Sunday, May 28th, you'll be at uh, Outstate. You're going to come back to Outstate again July 8th. And then uh, you're going to be at the uh, West Ottertail County Fair July 21st. So yeah. those are, I think, if I didn't miss anything, like those immediate area. Obviously, you've got Alexandria. You've got some, some other spots around, uh, but it's a Midwest tour this summer. Oh, yeah. And then you said California in the, in the uh, fall. Yep. yep. Cool. Working on, working on some California dates and uh, kind of making our way down. Can, south you, uh, to- can you hint any songs in the works or do you want to talk about any of that? Sure. Yeah. I, uh, you're just going to, you're going to start getting some sneak peeks of the ones and uh, I'm starting to do it a little bit uh, of, of the songs that are the new stuff. And uh, in a good way too, it's, I'm, transitioning as you see like taylor swift stuff stuff too you know as <laughs> as the male taylor swift she's got her breakup songs but then she kind of gets into that you know the little bit of the happier era and i'm talk about up. before talk about this song this new song devil don't want to back down the yeah. theme of that one yeah so that one it's all about uh i kind of i was i was living uh, i had an apartment in fargo and i was it was last year and um i, I was sitting there one night and i was getting ready to go to bed and uh, all of a sudden, it was like I, I just can't sleep. I just have I kept having this guitar part in my head, which ended up being the riff for that. Yeah. And I sit in there, and I'm like, 
And all of a sudden I started getting a couple words kind of popping into my head. I'm like, ah, oh, I've got to, normally I have, sometimes that happens where you're, you're sitting there and you're ready for bed and you're tired and you'll get these, you know, you kind of, that's what, that's when creativity sometimes likes to strike, at least for me. And there's times where I just go, no, not tonight. I'm going to bed, which I, looking back, I should never do. But at that point I said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to see where this goes real quick. And so I hopped out of bed, sat down on the couch, pulled out the guitar, trying to be as quiet as I possibly can. You know, not to. You live in an apartment or? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Not not to piss off the neighbors at 1130 at night. And um, I'm sitting there and I'm playing and it's just, all of a sudden the words just kind of started coming out and I kind of went down into a place about, and the song's all about mental health. Mm. And, um, and I was sitting there and I just kept going and kept going, kept going, kept going. And within, I think it was within 25 minutes, the song was written. Dang, the whole yeah. song. You are the yeah. whole, the whole song in 25 minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I still Dang. got a good night's sleep. It was perfect. Wow. So that's, uh, talk about that a little bit more, the creative process of writing. And yeah. Is that you, when it, when it comes, go with it. When yeah. you have a thought, write it down. Yep. Yep. I have on my phone, I have a bunch of voice memos that are, that's all my, all my memos are on my phone is just, you know, little things that you might have a melody idea. You might have, you know, a guitar idea. You might have uh, just some lines that come to your head, you know, come in your mind and then yeah, you write them down. And then next thing you know, when you're, when you're sitting there and sometimes it's, it's songs kind of are different. Sometimes they, for me, a lot, a lot of my stuff is always kind of just boom, it's been, there it is. And then it's, it's like, it's written. But I'm starting to kind of get into the process now where I'm actually scheduling time more more and more and more to write. And that's where I kind of pull up on those ideas where, hey, what am I what do I want to write about? And then I pull up and I look up my, you know, pull up my notes on my phone and see some of the lyrics that I've written down, you know, just hooks and ideas, different stuff. And then you just kind of take those and you pull out the guitar, at least for me, pull out the guitar, uh, just start finding a chord progression that you like and you start playing that. You just start, you know, just kind of just start mumbling, do you, essentially. Do you bring other people in to write yeah. music with you? Like, oh, hey, do you have a verse or something? Like, who yeah. are some of the songwriters that you've worked with? Yeah, I so I've worked with, uh, I've done a lot of stuff with Brian Lowry. He's, he was a writer on Better Off, um, To Hell With The Beer. I think what other ones. Yeah, so he was a writer on those two for my first EP. And then he's also on Must Be The Whiskey. And, um, and then I've also written a couple songs for him or with him that he's, that he's cut, uh, okay. I'll, be, I'll be the bad guy. And, um, he's got, he's got another one coming out. So what, soon. uh, what do you have one in the hole right now that you know, that you know, is going to be like, Oh, this is I'm oh, excited yeah. about this. Yeah. One. So I, I just, I actually listened to it on the way here. I last, was it last week, last week or the week before I, I wrote a brand new one mm. and it's, uh, it's called, uh, uh, losing my mind and it's it's a kind of a love song it's it's more like soulful kind of like soul music r&b-ish but okay it's gonna be cool i'm not sure i have a i have a couple of your songs queued up on my sound pad here i yeah. don't know if i can play them i don't care well well you might not care spotify might care i don't are you like you have a license i think i need like a license to play that stuff i will write you a note that says you're you're clear. clear? Yeah. Sweet. Then yeah. I'm going to send, I'm going to send them out with one of your songs. Right. Uh, I'm excited about that. Then <laughs> I'll write you a note that says permission granted. Permission granted. I mean, yeah. Cool. So if there's anything else you want the people to know about your current operations tour, where this thing's going, I think you're onto something big. I, I think you're, that. I think you're going somewhere big. I, I, uh, whatever, whatever challenges you got coming up, just grind through them because I can tell, I could tell when, when I first heard 
your music that this guy is, uh, he's meant for a big stage. You're meant to share music with a lot of people. Um, a lot more people than just the Midwest here are going to, are going to fall in love with your music. So keep grinding, keep it, keep it up, man. I'm going to keep, keep doing it. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I do want to get into, uh, a little bit of uh, mistakes and advice. Okay. Because this is one of my favorite parts yeah. of the episode. So share with uh, us your biggest mistake you made, whether it be personal or in the music realm, whatever comes to mind. Yeah. So I would say that my biggest mistake is getting comf- being comfortable with where you're at. Is it's, If you're comfortable, that means you're not, you're, not take, you're not growing as much as you can. If you... Uh, Find if you're if you know when times are uncomfortable, that's where you're really putting yourself out there and are, you know, you know whether it be trying out a new song, you know, it's, it's not a comfortable feeling, but you're never going to know if your song, you know, you might have the next biggest greatest hit, but you're never going to know unless you play it, right? And so it's stepping into that, being vulnerable and stepping into that uncomfortability. That's where you start to grow. That's awesome. I've had a lot of good mistakes, but I've never had someone say staying in your comfort zone is a is one of their biggest mistakes and yeah. that is that's huge cuz we are you're not growing if you're if you're if you're comfortable yeah. that is not a it's it's an easy place to stay in life but it is not a progressive place to mm-hmm. be in life so all right how about best business advice um inspire a young musician maybe just or just general yeah. business advice yeah i can insp- i i uh <laughs> If there's, I'll do it for, how about for songwriters and stuff yeah. is what I'll say is, cause I know that there's a lot of people who write music, but play, and this kind of plays off of that, you know, that comfortability kind of thing too. But I would say to any, any aspiring songwriters out there to just keep pushing through it. There's going to be a lot of people. And I, I like to give this advice to songwriters where it's a lot of people get caught up in trying to write what's mainstream and what you know what what would sound good on the radio and stuff like that stay true to yourself Mm. if you write music that is authentic and and people can relate to because that's what because you've gone through it and you've you've done that you know you if you've had heartbreak write about that heartbreak if you've had you know great times in life write about those great times and be specific about it and but specific enough when i say specific i should say be real if you're real, people relate to that. And that's, I think, part of the reason why, you know, some, some of my songs are a little bit relatable is because it's just songs about life. Yep. It's songs about stuff that I've gone through and I know that other people have gone through. Mm. But yeah, I would say uh, be authentic and, and, and grasp that authenticity more than potential success that might come through, you know, uh, doing stuff that is a little bit more mainstream. Yeah, people... People gravitate towards authentic authenticity. Yeah. People just people gravitate towards mm-hmm. that, and they they sniff through the uh, the BS when you're when you're not. And yeah. uh, I think there's a lot of the country music world, and obviously there's the performer aspect of it, and then there's the true singer songwriter aspect of it. I mean, some of the biggest artists in their songs are not writing their music. Once you get to a certain point, you're just kind of like someone's giving you a song or this or that. And I'm sure that's great. And some of that stuff can be really good, but can you as an artist really perform that with the emotion that is, should be behind something that came from your heart, Yeah, you know? So, well, I really appreciate your time. Um, I want to gift you. I usually don't do this, but I'm gifting you this 
Uh, Fergus Falls, one. this is from me, the city, on the podcast here. This is a Fergus Falls 150th anniversary silver coin. Oh, sweet. So it's, uh, they made a, a few of these, um, looks like 1872 to 2022 when we celebrated our 150th. So this is from me to you well, on the way you. out here. Um, yeah. And then uh, how can the people get a hold of you? Yeah, I'm uh I'm on social like so social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, but and then I also have a website, ZachThomasLive.com. Cool. I'll link that website in the description. Um, yeah, thank you, thank hey. you for coming in this morning. Thanks I think for that people me. will really appreciate hearing this story. It's a little bit of a different change of pace for uh for this podcast series. So I, I had a I had a blast. I yeah, appreciate you having me on. Well. Thank you guys for listening as well. And thank you to my sponsors, Stumbinos, uh, Swan Lake Resort and Campground. Uh, yeah. You guys uh, come out and check out Zach Thomas. Again, those dates are uh, May 27th, which is when this episode comes out, it's tomorrow. So go to Beach Bums, come out to Outstate on Sunday night. I'll be pouring beers. Zach will be playing. Um, he'll be back July 8th. And then the West Ottertail County Fair, he'll be playing as well. So have a good one. I'm going to send you guys out with a little uh, must be the whiskey, I think. Oh, the tides have turned again You say that we should be more than friends but I played all of your games Trying to make you stay But you ain't gonna change so baby don't you think about me no more Unless you're out there drinking on a Friday night It's about time I close that door And get you off my mind You say you're out for me Why won't you let me It must be the whiskey It must be the whiskey I ain't what you're looking for So pick your drunk ass off the floor me all those names there's nothing left to say you ain't gonna change baby don't you think about me no more unless you're out there drinking on a friday night it's about time i close that door and get you off my mind you say you're right for me why won't you let me be Really miss me It must be the whiskey So baby don't you think about me no more Unless you're out there drinking on a Friday night It's about time I close that door and get you off